the footsteps of Jesus from down under. Welcome to the program. I'm very happy to be with you today and please stay with us. Don't go anywhere. Jesus. This is Nekrita, your host, with this program in the footsteps of Jesus. Today I've got a special program for you and would like to look to something different, how to be able to follow Jesus. There was a man in Jesus' time who didn't know what to do and he came to Jesus during the night. You may remember this story. It's recorded in John chapter 3. And it reads like this. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou dost, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man 
be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You see, Jesus is making this very plainly. We cannot see the kingdom of God. We cannot enter into the kingdom of God unless we are making a commitment with God, and that's through baptism. And today we are going to hear uh, some stories about uh, young people who decided to follow Jesus who decided to recommit themselves to him. Let's hear some of these stories. First is Mirek with his walk with Jesus. God is taking me through interesting journey. And I was, my mom was baptized. She became a Seventh-day Adventist when I was five. So I was growing up in the environment as a Seventh-day Adventist. And you know how is that when, how is this when people are making decision to be, be baptized, really not based on really what you believe, but because, because friends, because of people, uh, because this is the good thing, yeah, to be baptized. It's the right thing to do. And, uh, so in, on 31st, December 95, I was baptized, having 16 years, I was 16 years old, and uh, really, when I think about it now, definitely, I was baptized because it was the right thing to do. And this is why I made decision, when, when Nathaniel came to me a few months ago, he told me that he's going to be rebaptized, and I was like, oh, I will go with you, and then afterwards, why I said that? <laughs> and you know, it took me a few months to to find the answer. This is the funny thing, because we were going ahead with all of that, but I wasn't sure why. And you know, sometimes you're saying something, and you feel it's, the, again, it's the right say, thing to say, but you don't know why. And And then, after a while, you're finding out that it was the the right thing to say. And I believe this is the Holy Spirit working in your life. And... Uh, I went through very interesting journey. I think, I think we are kind of similar. And because I was always like somewhere chasing money. I had my own business. I started my own business when I was 21. And after three, four years, it was millions. And, and it's like was going, everything was going beautiful. But really not because there was no God in my life. And uh, luckily, I didn't care, but luckily God care. He, he cares about me. And he put me through experiences that they changed me. And they changed me in the way that today I know that I want to follow Jesus. And he's my savior. And I can't do anything, anything to be saved. Because he saved me. 
And I want to recommit my life to him today because I believe this is the only way to go. And I won't go, go there. I want to have a purpose. And he's my purpose. And I'm happy to share this today with you. And I hope that if you think, if you're not sure, if you should do it, there's no other answer that yes, because I believe this is the way to go. Thank you.
Steps of Jesus from Down Under. Next is Nathaniel. I got baptized with a group of people. There was, I don't even remember how many there, there was of us now, like six. And it was one Christmas time we got baptized in the ocean. And at the time I was going through Bible studies and I knew, I knew everything that I needed to know theoretically to get baptized, which is very easy thing to do. It's like reading a book and making sure you can pass the test. So I had all of the all of the the biblical knowledge, but um, and I got baptized because yeah, there was a whole group of my friends getting baptized. We we're all getting baptized, but um, even at the stage when I was getting baptized, I remember I felt um, that there was something missing, and spoke to a couple of people about it. But they reassured me, no, 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 just do it, just do it. Everything's gonna be fine, just do it. And so I got baptized, and um, and everything seemed to be going swimmingly. I didn't really. But when I look back on now, I realize that I really didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus. I just had the knowledge and the thought that, yes, when you have the knowledge, then you just make that decision. They dunk you in the water and you're good to go. You can do life now. Um, and when a couple of big things happened in my life and my dad passed away and I broke up with my fiance, um, all within the period of about a couple of months, it really shook me up and <clears throat> started started my slow descent um, away from God um, to the point where I was at a place where I was going to church and I'm singing up the front and I'm doing all the things that I'm supposed to be doing um, to look. I felt like a Pharisee really because I, um, I'm at the front and everybody you know, looks at me and thinks that I've got everything together but in the background I was drinking and partying and doing all of the things that I knew I shouldn't be doing um, to the point where I've pretty much broken most of the rules that I chose to uphold when I made my first commitment. And I got to the point, um, as I shared a couple of weeks ago at a youth program, that I was on the ground and I couldn't get up because of how um, whitewashed my body with, was with alcohol. And I re- got to that point when I woke up in the morning, surprisingly with absolutely no hangover whatsoever, um, decided, no, nah, I can't just keep going in this direction because it's destroying me. And it's not actually fun. You think it's fun at the beginning, but then you get to the point where you realize it's not actually that fun. And it's destroying the way that you think and it's destroying the way that you live. Um, and I made a decision then that I had to make a change. Um, and I, it's one of those things that I, I, it's hard to make a decision when you've already always known all the things that you're supposed to do because I knew all the things that I was supposed to do, I just wasn't doing them. And you open your Bible again or you pray and you don't know what to pray because you haven't prayed in such a long time that you have no idea what you're supposed to say to God anymore. Um, and you know the things that you, you've heard other people say, so you just repeat those things. And it felt really dumb being like almost 28 years old and repeating prayers of other people because you just have no idea what to say to this person that's supposed to be your friend. And I guess through the through seeing Yana's journey and how she came back to God and witnessing her baptism and the power of the Spirit in her baptism, um, and through the people that she whose lives she's changed just in this, this short period of time, really motivated me to get me back into the Bible, to get me back into actually reading, actually spending time with God. You can't have a relationship with someone if you don't spend time with them. It's it's impossible. You can't get married to someone and and just see them once a week for half an hour for a coffee date and expect that to be an awesome relationship. It just doesn't work. So when I actually started putting in the effort and spending decent quality time with God, I realized. This was the, what was I was missing the entire time, 
and pretty much it was I'm one of those all or nothing kind of people, so it has to happen now or it doesn't happen at all. Um, and so when I decided that I wanted to get rebaptized, I pretty much texted Pastor Buse the day I decided while I was sitting in the church at Yana's baptism. I texted and I said, hi, just letting you know I want to get rebaptized. Can we make this happen? And then just put my phone away and participated to the rest of the baptism. Um, and yeah, it was, I also texted Roland at that stage and just said, hey, I want to preach. It was in the same like period of like 10 minutes. I just said, I'm going to get baptized. Also, I want to tell other people about what's happened in my life. So um, yeah, and here we are today and I'm recommitting my life because I've actually now, for the first time I think in my life, I don't just have head knowledge, but I actually know Jesus personally and I know what he's done for me and I believe it. I guess now the question is, who goes first? Seeing as Merrick went first, the talking part, maybe Nathaniel, you should go first for this yeah. part. Nathaniel, because you understand that this is not a head trip, because you understand that this isn't some intellectual exercise, but this is the beginning of a relationship with someone who is altogether good and altogether kind, it is my wonderful privilege and pleasure to baptise your name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Merrick, because you know this isn't a rite of passage, because you know this isn't something you're just going to do because everybody else is doing it, because you've come to know Jesus as your personal saviour and your Lord, because it comes as both, because you love him and desire to follow him every day of the rest of your life, I now baptise you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. When I first became a, a minister and I first had the privilege of baptising somebody, I used to always say to myself, can't do those appeal things. Can't do those things that other ministers do after the baptismal service is over, when they stand with their arms sort of like this on the edge of the, of the font and they glare at everybody in the nicest possible way and they say, you know what? Is there anybody here who would like to make a decision for Jesus? Because that is what life is really all about. Everything else pales into insignificance when you stop and you reflect on the reality that Jesus Christ is all and everything. Um, the Bible says that our life is what? Is it a breath? I can't remember the exact passage, but it talks about how, you know, it's, it's a, a vapour, yeah? A vapour. And God is sitting in his place in eternity and he says, I have a place here for you. And it's not really about living forever. Actually, living forever, I find a somewhat scary thought. You know, it's like looking down a tunnel and looking for the light. And suddenly it's such a long, long way away that the light goes out. I've always found eternity a bit of a scary thought. But every day with Jesus, now, that's a pretty good thought. Every moment in his presence, that sounds pretty awesome to me. So if you'd like to make a decision to follow Jesus, I'm going to ask you to stand. I feel like that's the right thing to do.
You don't have to stand if you don't want to. In fact, nobody has to stand. Um, But if you want to follow Jesus, and if that's something you haven't determined to do in the past, then I'd invite you to stand up here, not up here, but where you are, and I'd like to say a little prayer for you. If you'd like to recommit your life to Jesus, like Merrick and Nathaniel has done, just in your heart, not necessarily hop into the waters of baptism, but in your heart say, yeah, that's where I want to go. That's the journey that I want to continue on for the rest of my life. I'd like to ask you to stand, because that's really what it's all about. It's about a journey with God, because the trick is being with him. That's the trick, really. I'm going to pray for each and every one of you now and wish God's wonderful blessing in your life. Our Father in heaven, we thank you that you are a wonderful God, that in Jesus you came into our world and you reconciled us unto yourself. For this we are grateful. Every morning we wake and we are grateful for that reality and we are thankful. Thankful that you would choose us when we sometimes struggle to even choose ourselves. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your greatness. And we thank you that in your son we are seated beside you in heaven now. We say thank you for this. And we ask that this will be our place for time and all eternity, spending moment by moment with you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you like to contact us, please stay with us because uh, at the end of this program we'll give you some more information about where to, to get in touch with us. Also, we are so thankful to Paravista Church for uh, hosting this uh, event, the baptism of uh, Nathaniel and Merrick. And also you can uh, check on Paravista Church Facebook if you like to find out more. But next, I have a short uh, interview with uh, Nathaniel and Merrick about this wonderful event. The footsteps of Jesus from down under. I've got two brothers here, Nathaniel and Merrick, with a special occasion today. Um, they experience um, a new birth uh, through their um, recommitting to Jesus Christ through baptism. Uh, that was an interesting experience because it's not so often when people are choosing to uh, recommit themselves and through bap- to be rebaptized. Um, may I start with you, Nathaniel? What prompted you to, to do this? I, I just I got reached to a point in my life, a really low point in my life, when I realized that um, even though I had a lot of the head knowledge of what Je- who Jesus was and what kind of a, a man he was and what Christianity was, I wasn't living it and it wasn't real to me as a person. I didn't have a personal relationship. And so I, I realized that that is what I had been missing this whole time and I needed to fix the situation. Mm. And uh, what about you, Merrick? I think my first baptism was about doing what is right. My first baptism was about doing what I should do. And I just, after many, many years, uh, I just realized that really the baptism should be about choosing Jesus, not about choosing what everyone else wants you to choose. Uh, We heard a little bit of your story. You shared with us uh, a little bit. But uh, I was just wondering, um, what is your vision? What is your uh, dream? from now on to share with others and also to be able to grow in Jesus uh, every day? I think uh, the most important thing for me is that Jesus is 
your friend. He's, you have a relationship with him, and as with any relationship, that requires time. You need to actually put in the time and spend time with Jesus every single day to grow your relationship with him. And I think my, my dream for the future, I guess, is to be able to get to the point in my life where my relationship with Jesus is producing a light in me that other people can see and that I can share that what I've found that's really changed my life, I can share that with others. And as a young person, I think this is a very good thing, wonderful to be able to uh, be a role model for uh, your generation, for the young people who may experience the same thing when they uh, gave their life to God but didn't understand uh, what that means to walk with Jesus. That's wonderful. Yeah, Merrick, uh, I know you are friends. I mean, you go to the same church, I understand. Yes, almost. <laughs> was a bit of uh, influence there from each other? Yes, definitely. You know, uh, when Nathaniel first uh, told me about uh, that he's going to be uh, rebaptist. I was like thinking, yeah, I said, yeah, I want to do that as well. And not really knowing what I'm saying, <laughs> but I believe that the Holy Spirit led me to that. And and during my journey to this to this day, I was like seeing that his, uh, his guidance and uh, and more and more understanding why I should be rebaptized. Mm. As I mentioned uh, earlier, we are doing this for uh, radio broadcast in the footsteps of Jesus. And I believe that each one of us have a story to tell. And the most powerful tool of evangelism, evangelism, I believe, is your own story, is your testimony. And I hope that you will uh, be able to share from now on uh, with the people around, with your uh, you know, uh, friends and uh, colleagues, uh, your new beginning with Jesus, because it is a new beginning for you. Yeah. 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 Is there anything else which you like to add? Or? No, that's it. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you very much for uh, your time, and uh, may God bless you, and have a wonderful walk with Jesus. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you much. All the best. Thanks. Thank you. This event took place at uh, Paravista Seventh-day Adventist Church, and if you like to know more about this, you can go on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash Paravista SDA. Also, you can search uh, on the web about uh, Paravista SDA Church. Thank you very much for uh, being with us today. I'm going to leave you with a beautiful song called Wedding Music with Harmony Quartet. Until next time, may God bless you. Is that wedding music I Adorned and ready to appear There's heavenly preparation For a wedding celebration Is that wedding music that I Preparing for a wedding All have been invited to attend
standing ready Waiting for the signal When the groom says Rise my children Come on Is that wedding music I hear The bride's adorned and ready to appear There's heavenly preparation For a wedding celebration Adorned and ready to appear 